Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Nermeen, and I'm here for part two with Therapist Rachel. Therapist Rachel, welcome back. Thanks for having me. All right, so we're going to get right into some really good questions because we left off in some really interesting places last time. So let's get right into it. So Therapist Rachel, Mm -hmm. I know for me, one of the things that I have struggled with when hiring people is that I'm a control freak. I don't really want other people to do things unless I like really, really trust them. Mm-hmm. But what do you say to those other lawyers who are a little bit like me, a little bit of control freak, and they want to look at every document before it goes out. They want to mm-hmm. sign every check before it goes out. They want to lick every stamp. Like, what do you say to them to mm-hmm. get them to kind of like, you know, loosen up the sphincter a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great visual. <laughs> Uh, okay, so one, definitely want to normalize you're, you're not alone in that. A lot of people have that control piece. It maybe it's coming from fear, anxiety, perfectionism, a lot of places that can come from. Maybe you were burned in the past if someone really, really, really screwed up. Yeah. It can happen. Uh, but making sure that you're aware of where it's coming from can be helpful, but also knowing that you can't be your entire team. Mm-hmm. You can't be 10 people. You can't do the role of 10 people. Like you said earlier, you're not Superman, you're not Superwoman, that you need to let some of that go because if you don't, you're gonna hit burnout, you're gonna be exhausted, it's not gonna end well. So the things that can be typically helpful, and you tell me if you have other suggestions on your end as well, mm-hmm. is that being able to delegate, one is difficult, releasing mm-hmm. control is hard, but knowing that that person will take a piece of that off your plate will hopefully be a bit of a relief and also making sure that whenever you are delegating that you're giving really detailed information so that way they're not having to come back and ask you 10,000 questions Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're not having to handhold with each task that you tell them this is how I do things if you need to model and have them shadow you of how you do something wonderful if you need to record and send them that recording later on of this is exactly how I did this. This is how I expect you to do so. Mm-hmm. Having a handbook, whatever it may be yeah. that you need, yeah. that making sure that you feel comfortable passing that off to them. If you even need to watch them doing something first, of like, hey, here's some tips and tricks to make it easier and more streamlined. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But you got to let some of that go because I'm concerned for your mental health otherwise. Okay. So... I love everything that you said. I will tell you that some of the things that have worked for me that have kind of allowed me to release control of all the things in my business include when I'm hiring, I'm really careful to hire people who Mm -hmm. are experienced. I cannot hire people who are like green, as cheap as they are, as, as much as they are affordable, you know, which feels better on my bank account. Mm -hmm. The reality is that I just have to do too much handholding and too much training. And that doesn't work for me in the business that I want to have. Sure. So I will tell you that I will pay more for contractors and I, and I've always paid more. And I always give my people raises because for me, like they don't even come to me for a raise, but I'm like, Hey, I want to acknowledge how hard you've been working and mm-hmm. I want to give you a raise. It's not so much of a loyalty thing as much as it is like, me just appreciating that they have taken off so much for me and that, you know, they've really stepped up and that I value them and mm-hmm. I want to keep them on. And it's really just supposed to be more of a, of a reward, mm-hmm. but that doesn't guarantee that they're going to stay forever. And I think that that's one of the other things when it comes to a lot of people is, oh, I'm going to hire someone and then they're going to go away. And I think that we also need to acknowledge that we're no longer in like the 1950s where people work for you forever. No. 
It's that they're going to work for you for as long as it makes sense for them and that we have to be willing to bring them in and then let them go because mm -hmm. that is what's best for them. Absolutely. And just sort of acknowledge that. Now, I love what you said about recording. I'm a big fan of Loom, Vidyard, mm -hmm. and Descript. Mm -hmm. They are all three platforms that I use to record things to clients, to record things to potential clients. I have found that it makes things a lot easier because Absolutely. you not only have the visual of this is this is the document I'm editing, this is how I edit it, this is how you find it, this is how I save things, this is how I file things. Mm -hmm. It just is such a good learning tool for someone. And you know, I've had lawyers, God bless you, I've had you send me 17 paragraphs in an email. Wow. And I'm like, okay too much and you could have just recorded this like you mm -hmm. really went out of your way to send all of this information and it wasn't necessary and it was a big time suck for you mm -hmm. so just embrace technology a little bit yes and don't feel like maybe that should be a boundary for them yeah. i will not 100%. send emails beyond 500 words or 250 <laughs> words right like yes. i really think that that has to be super important and and I also think that that's a really good tool then, right? Like if you have an email that goes beyond 300 words, you mm -hmm. just need to pick up the phone and call them. Yes. Or you need to send them a video, like whatever it is, it can no longer be something that you're going to write because you're going to try to check your grammar. You're going to run it through Grammarly. You're going to be like, wait, what's that word that I'm looking for here? Mm -hmm. And then 20 minutes are going to go by and then you're going to have to rush to the bathroom to get to your next meeting. And then you're not going to eat lunch. And like, this is, it's essentially what happens. Absolutely. So just no, be I love that. super mindful of that. Okay. So now if someone wanted to come and work with you, mm -hmm. what do you want them to know? What do you want people to think about before they start therapy, before they come to see you? Like what would be like sort of the, an ideal patient, client, patient, client, client, client situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it really, Depends. I mean, every every person is going to be different. I never want to say that only Sally, age 30, is this perfect person. <laughs> no. But definitely anyone that kind of fits within my specialties of the anxiety, assertiveness, highly sensitive people, the perfectionist, premarital counseling, those are my people. Y'all make me very happy. <laughs> right? So definitely making sure it's 16 plus. I, I love teens, parents, a little helicoptery lately. <laughs> Um, but the, I think probably one of the biggest things is being willing to be open, being willing to be authentic with me. Cause I'm always going to bring my authentic self to our sessions. How I'm talking to you right now is how I'm going to have a session. Uh, I'm not the, the stuffy, you know, therapist that's going to be really, I don't know, Freudian, I guess, 1900s kind of thing. That's not my vibe. So I will be laying on a couch oh my telling gosh. you about my mommy no. and my daddy. No. Okay, great. Now, Hey, <laughs> if you, if you truly need that to lay down and, and do some meditation. I love that for you. Let's make it happen. But definitely not a, a childhood 1900s Freudian <laughs> moment. Uh, but the thing that I, I typically do, maybe I'm a little extra, is I will send any, any person that is new to therapy some kind of document that preps them for how therapy will happen with me. Mm -hmm. So questions to brainstorm, things to come up with, their chronological history of like any concerns with childhood, relationships, current presenting concerns, goals they may want to work on. I'd rather them brainstorm that and come to session prepared. Yeah. So that way we can make the most of our time in that intake and really hit our goals in that next following session. I would hate for it to be, well, I don't know what to talk about. So I'm just here. 
we can do that if that's where really where you're at and you're not sure. But I'd rather you have an idea so that you are investing in yourself and having good goals to already work on. Okay, that's really important. Just a quick note here from Nermeen. Be sure to check out How to Be Type A Without Being an A-Hole. The book that I wrote, it's available in audiobook format and for uh, Kindle format and paperback format. Link is below if you're interested. Um, all right, so I'm gonna ask you another question. Mm -hmm. um, Let's talk about women. And I know a lot of women attorneys I work with are still in this very heavily male dominated mm -hmm. space. I know so many female partners that are the only woman in the room. Mm -hmm. I know so many women law firm owners that are the only one in the court that's not support staff. Mm. What do we say to these women who feel like, God, I'm the only one here. Hmm. I'm the only woman and I just wish there was someone else. And it could yeah. be just woman of color. It could be, you know, based on your sex, you know, whatever that is. Like if you find yourself being, feeling singled out and feeling mm -hmm. like the only one based on your physical characteristics, mm -hmm. what can you say to them to help them get through just this sort of toughness of, being the only one. Yeah. Oh gosh. I mean, one, I I applaud you guys for being there because it is a very intimidating place to, to be in the courtroom and be the only one that's there, right? Mm -hmm. That can be very intimidating. I want to validate that. But also I kind of think you're a badass for being there. Ooh. You're the one that went against the grain that you said, I'm not going to go into whatever other field I was expected to go into, that this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I care about. Let me find a way to go there and stick up for the clients, the businesses, whomever you work with, because I care. Yeah. I think that is such an honorable and inspirational situation for you to be in. And so if anything, taking that in stride of I, I'm here for a reason. I'm here to help, I don't know if pioneer is the right word, but to really take this forward and help inspire and mentor even other people that don't have that experience let to let them know that I'm here, that I'm happy to help spread the word that it's possible to be here as a person of color, as a person of a uh, LGBTQIA plus community, mm -hmm. that I'm here because it matters, that, that that's huge. Yeah, yeah. That is so important. And I love what you said, which is just to acknowledge that, hey, I've come a long way mm -hmm. and almost like I deserve to be here. Absolutely. And fuck what everyone else looks like in the room, <laughs> right? It's right. that you did it, you did what you had to do to get to be there and you are here and nothing can take that from you. Mm -hmm. Like you're in that room for a reason. And so mm -hmm. like really acknowledge and accept that. I love that. Yeah. That's so great. Okay. So now as you were talking, as always, I had another thought come up in my head. <laughs> All right. This is going to be a sensitive one okay. for a lot of people. And it's the M word mm. money. Mm -hmm. I know so many lawyers who have things with money and I will, I'll throw myself again under the microscope here. I will tell you that I have a huge fear of going to the grocery store mm. and I'm going to swipe my card mm -hmm. and it's like, there's going to be a huge line of people behind me oh, and scary. I'm going to swipe my card and it's going to be like, denied account closed oh, no. or like they're going to take my card and they're going to cut it or whatever that's they're going to do. Like that's fair. I have this constant fear in my head that that's going to happen. So I literally go to the grocery store with seven cards and cash 
every oh, single time. Yeah. <laughs> it's yes, just like, be prepared. Yes, exactly. And that's my money mm-hmm. fear kind of showing up. Why? Because when I was a child, I walked to get a bagel once and the guy gave me the bagel and then I didn't have the money to pay him and I felt horrible and just started crying oh. there on the spot. I was like also eight. And yeah. he was like, just take the bagel. It's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> like it's just a bagel. And I just right. felt awful because I couldn't pay this person. And so that always lives with me. So now what do we... What do we tell to people who maybe haven't gone through therapy yet mm-hmm. and do and are noticing this these kind of weird things around money or like maybe they're like, okay, well, I ate three bites of the hummus and you ate 10, so you need to pay right. three times more or Ooh. like if they're in a relationship, they're like, okay, well, I'm paying for 50% and you can never pay for me, mm. right? Because I know that we see that with these strong 100%. personalities. Yeah. And, you know, these very successful women who just kind of refuse to let people hmm, help them out. Yeah. yeah. Or not even help because they're going to be like, oh, help. I don't even need help. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't need help. I could just buy me a drink. Right. So maybe just, you know, treat them. Hmm. Gosh, that that's a solid question. <laughs> so it again, I always want to dig a little deeper and figure out where's that coming from, because yeah. if you know the one of the origins, maybe one of the factors that's affecting you, it's gonna be a lot easier to tackle that head on. So like you say, if it's the bagel story when you were eight, that if you're aware that that's where that came from, you're like, okay, it's because I did not feel prepared for that purchase. Mm -hmm. Although you were eight and it was completely fine. Let me just help validate that. (laughs) Um, But knowing that it, it's okay to be taken care of sometimes. You can't be superwoman, you can't be superman of where you're taking care of everybody else and you never get taken care of. There's something really nice of being taken care of, whether it's a drink, of uh, someone taking the appetizer on, on the bill for mm-hmm. that day. And then mm-hmm. if, you, if mm-hmm. you cover something else for them later on, I would hate for you to nickel and dime everything in the way that you do as a lawyer yeah. and charge every single bit, every single Yo. word. I would hate for you to do that for a caring person in your support system. Yeah. So make sure that we, we kind of take that lawyer hat off for yeah. a minute and just be like, okay, sure. Thank you so much for getting the appetizer. Thank you for getting that donut. You know that I, I'm happy to, to cover a coffee for you next time. Yeah. There, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a balance. Okay. I really, really like that. And I feel like if you're listening to this and you find yourself being one of those people who's kind of sensitive around money, just keep in mind that, well, like you've said throughout this entire podcast, it's not something that's just singled out to you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do feel this way. I know I certainly do feel this way. And I also feel like a lot of times people think, okay, well, I just, I have to move through this and it has to just get resolved. But again, like I've even said, like, I walk into the grocery store with seven credit cards now. Like that's my version of solved, right? Yeah. And like everyone's version of solved is going to look different. Someone else's version of solved could be they just walk in with one card because they just know that, you know, Mm -hmm. that's just what's right for them. So solutions will be different depending on who you are and how you do things. But one of the things I think is most helpful that you've said is, again, it's okay for people to want to treat you and mm-hmm. you don't have to sort of treat everything like you're billing in six minute increments, right? right? Like right. it can just be someone doing something nice mm-hmm. for you and that you just accept that someone did something nice for you and Absolutely. you just leave it at that. It feels nice to be treated. Please let yourself be treated. Oh, I love that. Please let yourself be treated. Yes. 
flares of the world, please let yourself be treated. It is so important for you to do that, especially when it comes from others. You don't just have to work your ass off and then go out mm -hmm. and buy some very expensive bag and be like, I'm treating myself. You know, you can let someone else buy you a cup of coffee. That's mm -hmm. a really nice treat. Yeah, that yeah. sounds nice. Not, I'm not against the bag though. Yeah. That's okay too. Okay. That's totally okay. <laughs> and you can still have other people show up for you. Absolutely. You. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, well, now I have one more question. God, I really hate my brain right now. Okay. So I think, I think this is, I'm going to try to make this last question for therapist Rachel here. Okay. A lot of lawyers find themselves being alienated. Mm. They work so much and then they're like, I don't have time for you, mom. Mm. I don't have time for you, best friend. Don't you understand? I'm a lawyer. I'm mm. doing big lawyer things. I'm starting my law firm. I'm going to make partner. Right. I can't hang out with you. Mm. What do we say to them? Honestly, that makes me sad just hearing that because I would hate to be on the receiving end of, I, I care so much about you. I care so much about um, your sister or whoever it may be that I, gosh, I would hate to hear that and know that I'm putting in so much effort. I'm putting in 80%, 100% in this relationship and you're not putting in that same amount or even a, a, a partial amount of that. Um, so it's, it's probably hurtful for the people that are hearing those things but also knowing that I would hate for you to alienate your support system, your, your loved ones, mm -hmm. your, your spouse, whomever, because that's not going to serve you in the long run. Yeah. I know that you may, you know, have your head down. You're really focused. I love that for you. It shows that you're a hardworking driven person, yeah. fantastic personality trait. But when it gets to a point of alienating your loved ones to focus on work, of alienating your loved ones to stay up all night and not spend time with your kids yeah. and your spouse, I'm concerned because then once you do get to that point, once you hit that hurdle, that obstacle perfectionist, that once you get to that point, where are your people? Yeah. I'm concerned because they're, they're going to feel alienated and disrespected and hurt. And they're not going to want to reach out when you have that success because you already dropped them off. Yeah. yeah. So take, take care of your people that are taking care of you. Mm, I like that. Yeah. And just as a reminder, don't be the cautionary tale that we see in all these legal movies, right? The, mm -hmm. the older person, and I've seen men and women playing both of these roles, uh, where they have alienated everyone. They've worked so hard. Now they are a partner in the firm. They're the number one partner in the firm. Mm -hmm. They're there at midnight. They're there for the holidays. They're emailing you on Christmas. They're emailing you Thanksgiving. And it's really because in their earlier years, they mm -hmm. left everyone and they didn't take mm -hmm. care of their people. And so this is really just a reminder. Don't be that cautionary tale. Don't wait in, until it's too late. There are simple things that you can do to show that you appreciate people and you love them. It doesn't have to be buying flowers. It mm -hmm. could just be, okay, between 12 and 12.15, I'm going to call my mom for three minutes. I'm going to send five text messages Absolutely. to friends and I'm going to... Tell my significant other that they look beautiful. Mm -hmm. Even if you didn't see them that day, you just, you just say it. Right? You just know that they you look beautiful. You just know beautiful. you're so connected <laughs> that you just know that they look great that day. So, you know, I feel like if you can do like little things like that, it goes mm -hmm. a long way. And Absolutely. it's really hard to repair relationships. Not saying it's impossible, but it's hard to repair relationships mm -hmm. when, you know, there are rifts like that, when you've just completely left someone for six months or a year or mm -hmm. a couple years because you were pursuing your career. So right. 
just keep that in mind as you are making your way up the corporate ladder or starting your career or your law firm. Mm -hmm. You're going to need people. Yes. We can't do this alone. No, not at all. Running, running the world is, <laughs> is not easy by yourself. Yeah, yeah. You, you need people to help you run the world for sure. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Any other final comments? Anything else that you'd like to add in? Oh, gosh. I mean, I've really just enjoyed this conversation. It's yeah. felt so natural. We're surrounded by this gorgeous flower shop. Yep. Hopefully you'll get to see some shots of this. It's gorgeous. Uh, but it, it's been a joy to, to share what I know and to hear your, your thoughts and suggestions as well to be able to help the, the lawyers of the world, whether it's local or international. Yeah. Uh, because it's so needy. You guys work so hard yeah. to, to take care of our community, to take care of your families and loved ones as well. Let's make sure that you take some of my advice or any other things from her podcast to, to heart and, and really focus on you for a moment. All right, everyone, that concludes Mental Health Month. That concludes this wonderful series with therapist Rachel. Thank you so much for coming in. Guys, all of the links are below. Please make sure you check that out. And we are so excited that you were able to join us for this. If you have any questions, reach out to therapist Rachel. She will be more than happy to guide you in the right direction and no carrier pigeons. So that's the only <laughs> rule. All right, thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. Hey, law firm owners. Thanks so much for listening in to another episode of the Wildly Successful Law Firm Podcast. I so appreciate your support and being here. Please, please, please take two seconds to subscribe to the podcast or to leave a review. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter because I do send a lot of specials and offers and just cool things via email once every week. The link to sign up is below. Thank you so much again for supporting me. I am here to help you grow your wildly successful law firm. Thank you.